Hi, everyone. This is Wendy Kennedy. Welcome to the Entrepreneurial Podcast, where we showcase and celebrate entrepreneurial success. People doing innovative and amazing things to ignite entrepreneurs, innovation, and entrepreneurial thinking. everyone. Glad you can join us for this episode on the Entrepreneurial Podcast. This is one that will uplift and renew your confidence in the future. Up in the northwest corner of Pennsylvania, you'll find the community of Hermitage, home to some very innovative programming to prepare young people to think, speak, and become more entrepreneurial. And this just doesn't mean becoming entrepreneurs. No, this means helping teenagers from all backgrounds to become responsible and accountable for the decisions they make, and helping them to build confidence and entrepreneurial capabilities. It's an inspiring story with a very inspirational leader. Lisa Evans, founder of the E-Academy at Linden Point, shows us this different and important side to building an entrepreneurial community. In our conversation, Lisa walks us through how the program works, her collaborative and unique approach to developing entrepreneurial skills, and the lessons she's learned along the way. I hope you enjoy this inspirational story as Lisa talks about developing entrepreneurial youth. Lisa, welcome. It's so great to have you here at the Entrepreneurial Table. Thank you for having me. Well, it's, um, it's an exciting time for you, and it's, you know, I'm hearing from lots of folks in and around your area about the great work that you're doing with the um, E-Academy, so I thought it'd be a great chance for us to, uh, to get together and have a little um, coffee conversation about uh, the work that you're doing and the program that you've created. Um, you know, for everyone listening on the podcast, this is going to be a fun one for us because most of the time we're talking with company builders who are more coming out of, um, later stage, let's say, I don't mean later stage companies, but I mean later stages in life. And, uh, today we're going to have a different twist. We're going to talk with Lisa about a program that she's created in, uh, Hermitage, Pennsylvania. And the focus of that program is high school students. So everyone in my travels is always interested in high school students because they represent the next generation. And sowing seeds in their ecosystem and building community is a big, big topic of conversation for people. So this is a great chance for us to kind of look at a uh, not only a case study, but just a great best practice that's been built in Pennsylvania and Lisa I would say is the founder of this program, uh, has put in all the, the sweat equity to make it the success that it is. So, um, it's really great to have Lisa with us to, uh, to share the story. So, um, so maybe Lisa, we could just start, um, first of all, because most of us will not be as uh, intimately aware with, with the program and how it works. Maybe you could just give us a little introduction to the E Academy and, you know, you've been with the program since the beginning, so just talk us through a little story about the program and how it started and, and kind of a little bit about, you know, what inspired you. Sure. Um, thank you, Wendy, for that. Wendy, for that kind introduction. I have been with the program since the first year that we've had students. This is year six, so six years ago. The idea came from our assistant city manager, Gary Gula. He was watching the news, I believe it was CNN news clip about a similar program in a different state. He contacted the director of that program and asked her how he could start a program like that in his community. So he pulled together a grant from the um, Pennsylvania Community and Economic Development Department. And it was a two-year pilot program. Nothing like that had ever been done in Pennsylvania before. It combined different school districts, a business incubator, and the local government. What happens is a few 
high school seniors from each school district go to their regular school districts in the morning and then they travel to us at the business incubator in the afternoon. So we're combining high school seniors from different districts together. And with us, they pre-incubate a business throughout the school year in small teams, which is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. After I bet. The- <laughs> it is. There's a lot that happens during that process. After the two-year pilot program, it was so successful that we continued the program under the business incubator um, under the direction of Don Morrison. He brought us into a self-sustaining model. So that had that was a big move for us to be able to be an independent program. Wow. No kidding. And so does that mean that you now operate out of the business incubator at Linden Point? We do. We operate out of the business incubator at Linden Point, which is a nice tie for us because we we are able to pair the students with startups in our incubator as mentors, co-workers. There's a lot of activity between the students and the businesses, it's nice for everybody to collaborate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so um, how many students then total each year, Lisa? We have between 20 and 25 wow. students per year. It depends upon the applications. It's a competitive application process. The students have to have enough credits to graduate high school to be able to be in our program. Mm-hmm. And then they take their core classes in the morning and come to us in the afternoon. We guarantee two students from each school district, and then we kind of pick through the rest okay. of the applications. And so, um, what what makes a what makes a candidate student then? When you're looking for students for the program in the application, um, do they have to come with an idea for a business? They do not. No. Ah. Uh, When I look for students, I look for participation and temperament because it's just me and them. I don't care about their grades. I don't look for the top students in the class. You know, I look for the middle of the road. I don't know what they're doing after class. After high school, yet maybe they—I've had students say they walk up and down their high schools feeling like a shadow, you know, up and down their hallways. They're lost. They don't know what they want to do after high school. They don't engage with their curriculum at high school. They think some of the things they're doing, you know, is wasting their time. I have other students who are straight A students, top of their class, absolutely love to be involved in everything that they do so they want to add this to their resume too i have students who struggle are c students and everything don't want to go to college next or anything just want to be done with school altogether join the workforce start their lives you know so that gives us a very unique sort of motley crew of students that make our classroom energetic and fun. I love the mix of students that we get every year. Wow. Wow. That sounds fantastic. You know, just the variety that you have. And I like the fact that, you know, you don't have to come with an idea because it sounds to me anyways, like it's, you know, you're injecting a little bit more of um, that entrepreneurial flavor into them. So they don't have to be necessarily coming just to start a business, which might be the mindset some would have because they're coming to the incubator, right? Yes, they don't, a lot of them don't even know what an entrepreneur is. They don't know how to say it or spell it. (laughs) (laughs) The reason that they come a lot of the times, we do get students whose parents own a business, but that is not the majority. Mm -hmm. Um, We might get a handful of those students a year. Most of the time, the students that we get are either have taken all the classes in high school and they have, you know, three classes and then six study halls or they've heard about our program and they want to do something different with their senior year 
or they're, they want to be engaged in some way and they want to grow their network. So there are all kinds of different reasons that they join, but the, the majority of them do not know what an entrepreneur is or does. And so what's a, what's a typical day like for them when they come in the afternoon then? Um, first of all, I assume, well, I shouldn't assume, how they're in you know, uh, different school districts, so they're all coming from different parts of the, the rural community around where you are. So um, first of all, how do they get there? And what's a day, like what's the afternoon like for them? So they drive most of them in our community they come from two different counties some of them drive about four to five minutes others drive 45 minutes wow so in everything in between it can be a long commute for them yeah and we have some who live in very rural farm districts and very small schools with 35 students in their classes we have others in urban school districts who walk to school. They don't have busing because they're in um, city-like towns. And they have larger, larger classes with 250 in their grade. Mm. So they're really coming from very different socioeconomic backgrounds, from different education backgrounds, which I love because it makes our conversations and discussions so much better. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I'm so curious about just the dynamic and creating the culture in the room with the students, like this, this kind of entrepreneurial kind of starting a, a business and what the day is like, because, you know, I come back to the fact that for the first week anyways, there's a lot of these uh, people that don't know each other. No, they don't. They've only seen each other kind of um, opposite sides of the football field, I guess, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they haven't really met each other. They, they sort of look down at the floor and they're, they're like, Oh my gosh, what have I done? Yeah. Um, social media has made that a little bit easier because they kind of look around and see who else is in the class before they come, you know, over the summer, because we, we accept them the spring of their junior years. Mm. So they know, who's going to be in the class in the fall, but still they don't know each other, you know? Mm -hmm. So the first week is full of activities. We don't do anything on the computer. It's all interpersonal activities where they're learning about themselves. They're learning about each other. And we take them on their very first field trip, which is always a ropes course. It's a team building low ropes course and then a high ropes course where they're able to, learn each other's names, which is important, mm -hmm. and have shared experiences where they're working together to accomplish a goal. Um, they swing from ropes, they have challenges that they have to do, They, and then in the high ropes course, they can jump from on top of a telephone pole, which is the biggest challenge that they have. So when we do that shared experience together, they become one big family. They're like, oh, okay, these people are all right. You know, and then they don't care what school district they're from because they're part of the e-academy and that's where they belong. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. And you also have um, trips to companies. Is that part, is that, do you get started with that right away or does that come later in the program? We get started with that right away. So we visit around 20 some companies each year. We go on trips each month. I try to do a town a month. We research the town and then we go visit the businesses in that town. So we look at businesses that are very small. One of the local businesses here makes pizzas and they produce pizzas for they do a couple different pizzas, pizzas um, that are in our local Walmart freezer, but also pizzas that are in Pittsburgh Stadium. So he talks to us about making a private label. How, how does that all happen? And he flash freezes. So it's a family owned, very small, you know, nine people work there. Mm -hmm. Then we also go to this huge, big air curtain manufacturer where they manufacture, sell, and distribute all in one warehouse and they are huge they have lots of employees and they sell to the walmarts they sell to sheets they sell to 
Disneyland. They sell it at Subaru. So they are known internationally. And they're right in our own backyard. And we tour them. Uh, we tour their company. And they also give us an overview of human resources. So what they look for in employees. Hmm. And so what's, you know, what's the, the big goal? Like when we talk about, these are all fantastic um, opportunities for your students to be exposed to all different kinds of sizes and cultures of companies and things. So, you know, what's your big goal kind of at the end of the, the term, having had them exposed to all of these different experiences? So what we've found is there's really no exact procedure that guarantees a smooth transition from high school to the world. So at the E-Academy, we try to combine the environments of a workplace and a college where the students develop a different mindset, where they are responsible for their choices. How do they make choices? How do they know that the choices are going to give them the life that they want? And we connect them to the community, introduce them to a network of people and career choices they may not have known existed so that hopefully they'll stay in our community, which is the big goal. We want our trained, talented youth to stay in our region. We don't want them to move away once they graduate. Mm-hmm. Yes, we hear that quite a bit um, in our travels as well is what kinds of programming and initiatives can we do for for people in our community, youth and um, even people who are working so that they don't they don't think they have to leave to, you know, advance their their careers, so to speak. So so let me go back to the classroom for a minute or back to the incubator, maybe I should say. And so when the 20 to 25 students are back in the um, incubator, during the day, I guess I'm just wondering, are they, um, do they team up and work on business ideas or, you know, how, what, what other kinds of things are happening for them um, during the day? Yes. So the very first year, the students and I sat and looked at each other like, oh my goodness, how are we going to do this? Because for a high school program, they usually see their teachers for 45 minutes, maybe a day for maybe nine weeks. Um, But I have them for 10 hours a week for the entire school year, (laughs) for seven weeks, which is 370 hours. So that is how we divided up our curriculum. So we have 370 hours and we said, okay, we want to learn this. How do we learn that? That's how we developed our program. So it is experience and activity based. So they are with me for two and a half hours a day. So it depends upon what part of the year we're in, what they're doing. But a typical day is when they come in, I have assigned seating that I change each week so that they get comfortable being uncomfortable. I want them to be able to express their opinion no matter who they're sitting next to. So they'll come in, they'll grab something to eat. I always have food, um, ramen noodles, popcorn, granola bars. Mm. They set up their computers in their area. They relax. We don't start until 12.15 because their time is important. Each month is different. So we have an opening conversation. Themes are um, how stuff works, adulting, leading by candlelight, student-led current events, answer this, what would you do? Uh, We usually discuss this as a large group as they munch on their snacks and lunches. Then we have a small group activity, uh, a 15-minute lecture after that, a large group activity, then a business team meeting, Uh, another 15-minute lecture, small group activity, group individual presentations, which we do every day, and then feedback from the class. Um, Giving and receiving feedback is something the businesses say the kids need to learn before they come into the workforce. Then we do table talks, Minute Mysteries, Purple Cards at the end. 
which are discussions, um, sort of like uh, you stand in front of the class and express your opinion, even though your opinion, everyone else might not agree with you. Everyone else in the class has self-control over their mouths. <laughs> Wait till that person <laughs> expresses their opinion, and then we have it open for discussion. It just builds their confidence, knowing that their opinion is important, even if others don't agree. That's a typical day, um, but we go by quarter, depending upon what quarter it is, is, is where our focus is. The first quarter is all about each student's individual personality and skill identification and team building. So we're really intentionally creating a family type environment and culture where everyone gets the tools to express their opinions with confidence and communicate professionally because I need them to be able to communicate through conflict so they can get through their business teams. Mm -hmm. The second quarter is really research heavy as they develop their idea. I make them make their product. They have to have a product. It can't just be an idea. They have to make a prototype, which is difficult. Mm -hmm. So that second quarter is really research heavy. The third quarter is really all about design and prototyping. This is very messy. If people walk into our classroom during this quarter, it there is stuff everywhere. We drag things in from our garages, our basements. We watch you. <laughs> We are trying to Frankenstein everything that we can together. We have um, cut the electricity off in our whole building before when we were trying to <laughs> do things. We have, I mean, just we've made messes. It's just been, it's a lot of fun, but it's a very messy time in our year. And then our fourth quarter is all about putting it out in the community. So it's all about opportunity and feasibility where we put it in paper, we put it in front of customers, we make it market ready if we can, we identify and work with coaches and mentors, investors, we have our final pitch competition where they win money, it's about $3,600 donated from local businesses. So that is all about getting ready to present in front of the public. Wow, wow. I'm, I'm truly amazed um, for on so many levels. Uh, number one, just describing the number, the sheer number and variety of activities that you um, shepherd them through. That, you know, the energy that it takes, Lisa, for one person to work with 25 um, high energy, high school age students and keep them engaged in the number of activities, it's, that's, very impressive. <laughs> um, you must go home at night exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. It's a lot of fun, though. I mean, they participate. And as the year goes on, it's less of me, more of them, which is a nice transfer. Yeah. Because as they yeah. get more confident, it's it's the process is fun to watch them be confident in front of people. It's sort of like they understand and they're learning without taking a test you know and suddenly they yes. look behind them and everything's changed but they don't it, it's not something that they're like oh I got an A and now I know this stuff you know they're just like oh I know this I can do this now mm. and so um, obviously there's you know you can measure success on so many levels here with each of these individual students but clearly um, some of them get the entrepreneurial bug. Um, yes. and so let's talk a little bit about that because probably by the time they get to the end of their, um, their time with you, they, I would assume that some of them are pretty excited about what they're working on. And, and even if not the people that they're working with and want to, want to do something with them. So can you talk a little bit about maybe some of the success at, on that level? Sure. So when I put them into business teams, I put their personalities, I make sure that they have different personalities in their business teams. So they don't often stay with their business teams, but they do make connections with alumni and other people in their class to move ahead with or independently. We have quite a few students who independently start a business on the side, not with a group. 
So we've had, um, currently we have a student, she is working on a sock for diabetic neuropathy patients. She's doing that from her dorm room at her college. She's doing very well. Um, We have another student, he is making streetwear. He partners with an artist in Iran, I believe, to make original artwork for an anime streetwear company. He also is um, working from his dorm room. We have a um, student who he sold yoga towels, so like a reseller, and he paid in full for his tuition for his freshman year of college, making that business, you know, and he now, um, he has since stopped that one, and he is now a day trader. On the stock market, he is a um, <laughs> I know finance major and just got a really prestigious internship with JC JP Morgan Chase. Oh my goodness! My so goodness. he is he's very excited. I think that the entrepreneurial mindset goes further than just starting a business because getting that internship, he said he would not have thought that he could do it without the mindset that he learned here. He was just in yesterday to visit. Mm. We have another student who started a production studio. So he makes videos and um, he uses a drone to take real estate videos. He does Airbnb inside videos and pictures for people. He takes pictures of cars. He also does, we have a local pizza manufacturer and he made um, the TV commercial for that uh, pizza place. Mm. <laughs> it's ama- it is amazing, you know. It's just amazing because when you describe the, um, you describe the students when they first come into the program, and then you talk about the outcomes and the successes. Um, you know, it's it's got to be very very rewarding for everyone involved. I mean, for you, but but for parents, for the community, for everyone. It really is. It's it's amazing for them to see there are so many ways to make money. (laughs) You know, they don't have to get an hourly job. Mm. There are many other avenues and their parents appreciate, they, the students call it a side hustle, but their parents appreciate that because they're helping to pay for college or they're paying for their books or, you know, this, this, they're getting scholarships. We have one student who his parents, um, much to their, their dismay, he loved video games and they told him to, you know, go outside and play, but he just loved video games. Well, he ended up getting this huge big scholarship at his college to start an e-sports collegiate gaming team which is playing video games for college (laughs) and his college renovated a Walgreens building for him and they're now recruiting other college students to play video games and they just beat I believe it was Mississippi State and they're a small um, he goes to a small school and he got a huge scholarship to play video games for his college so that made his parents super happy, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, uh, hmm well, I was just going to say, I mean, it's um, for the parents. It's, it's a it's a different world, right? When they look at mm-hmm. the way that some of the students are monetizing, it's it's just a different world. And so, I'm sure it's just very exciting to see um, not only that they're able to make money, but you know, for a lot of parents, I would guess. Um, they probably are being exposed to this kind of entrepreneurial world for the first time too. Yes, we have some parents. I do community coaching for the incubator. On Fridays, we don't have class, which is nice for the students. Well, they have class. I don't assign homework, which is a, a relief to the students. We do, we're not a class where we sit and everybody take a test now that's not how we work but there are assignments due not for points either they do them or they don't so everything's due at Sunday by midnight and if they don't have their assignments in they do have to come in on Fridays but they but they don't because you know they want their Fridays off 
which is nice because it teaches them time management. So it's either you manage your time or we'll do it for you. So learning that time management before they get to the workplace or out to college is, is something the parents very much appreciate and the students do too. But on Fridays, then, I do some community coaching, and I've had several parents come in because they're like, hey, I've always had this idea. You know, what do you think? Can you help me out with this? So I like that. I like the parents being excited that their student is excited again about school, that they they are excited for what's next in their lives and the choices they're making. Mm-hmm. It is very it, – it's rewarding on many levels. And so um, maybe – We'll just um, shift gears a little bit now, and let's just talk. Let's go back. Here we are, six years into your program, uh, which is impressive. And I would assume that, um, and maybe I won't assume, maybe I'll ask you this question. When you started, um, you know, in terms of recruiting students compared to now, um, has word traveled amongst the student populations at the schools? Like, do you have a larger applicant pool to choose from? It was difficult in the beginning to get students because, you know, the parents and the students think, oh, I'm leaving school. Where am I going? What am I doing? What is entrepreneurship? I don't want to start a business. So I'm not going, you know, mm-hmm. there are all these barriers. I don't have a car. I want to stay with my friends. I have sports after school. You know, some of the high schools are smaller, so they have AP classes in the afternoon and there's only one, so the student had to stay. Or they have choir or band in the afternoon, so if they came to us, then they couldn't be in choir, and that's something that they love. So there are barriers there then, and there are still, but our reputation has grown and it is easier to get students, but there are still barriers there Mm. that we have to work with. We're very flexible. Everything we do academic wise is online. So they can leave early, they can come later, you know, that all works out, but it's still challenging to, get the message across that you can still, you know, this is still high school. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I'm sure, um, I know certainly for me, I've, I've heard about your program from others, (laughs) um, and uh, lots of different people expressing an interest and intrigue as to how they could do it in their communities. Um, so, any advice or, you know, if I said to you, what would be some of the lessons learned when you started out? Um, the one that you just mentioned about just recruiting students and helping to make them aware about what it really is, um, is a big one, I'm sure. But are there any other lessons that you've learned? Yes. So, um, the students and I wrote the curriculum. So that was definitely something I would do again because we really set out what our goals were, what did they need to learn, what were the, what were the workplace, the colleges, what did they want the students to know, and we started with that, and then we built our programming around that. I also would recommend not to have any grades, no points on any activities. My students get the highest A or the highest B of their high school. So if they don't participate at the E-Academy, they're wasting our time and their time and I send them back to full-time high school. That was one of the best decisions that I made because the focus of the assignment went from how many points do I get to why am I doing this? What is the goal? What am I learning? And that was incredible for all of us because they're like, oh, that's awesome. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I get it now. They don't have to worry about points, you know. 
The second recommendation I would have was the is the intentional environment that you build in your classroom. That takes time and purposeful activities and shared experience. It has to be intentional environment that you build from the very first day. It can't be an afterthought. The third is a candid culture. So you have 25, 17-year-olds. You have to have a candid culture. Um, <laughs> for the past 12 years, they've been taught that failing is bad and not, not saying what they think or saying their opinion. So you have to really culture the trust and the non-judgment of what they're doing. Our program, what the activities I have early on include activities that are designed for failure. I have activities that I do with them intended to make them frustrated. <laughs> they, I want them to be frustrated because I want to see what they do when they're frustrated. Do they get mad? Do they quit? Do they laugh? Do they influence others? What do they do when they're frustrated? I need to know that so I can put them in the right teams, but they need to know that. So when they're frustrated, they know, okay, I'm fr when I'm frustrated, I quit. So this is what I have to do to overcome that feeling. Well, I commend, I commend you on that one, you know, wholeheartedly, because first of all, you, you raise a really excellent point, which is, you know, in the, in the world of entrepreneurs, you know, we hear, you know, fail fast, fail forward, fail, fail, fail. But, you know, we've all been conditioned throughout our lives that failure is not a healthy thing. It's not a good thing. So the fact that you take that on head on is amazing because that's not easy to help a 17 or 18 year old heavens it's not easy to help a 35 year old through um you know from you know that's that's tough um behavioral stuff to coach people through yes we do a lot of behavioral psychology 101 a lot of interpersonal small group development things that they just don't learn in high school not because high school is bad. The high school has prepared them well for where they are now. But I, I am able, because I don't have as many kids as the high schools do, I'm able to take the time and address the soft skills, the, the interpersonal skills that they don't normally have. Um, the mistakes, I teach them that their mistakes make for great stories because a lot of times they, you know, feel bad about their mistakes and they think about them over and over again. And, and I don't want them to feel like their mistakes define them. So just this week is actually a failure week and we, they write a mistake on a sticky note. We pass them all around and then a random person reads it and then we try and guess who it is, and then they tell the story about their mistake. Oh, it's hilarious. We laugh and laugh and laugh, but um, we never judge. You know, we just talk about the story and then talk about how to overcome mistakes. And there are ways, ways to apologize, what to do when this mistake happens, what do you do when you mess up at work, what do you do when this happens, what do you do when you fail, so that they do have a backup. Oh, yeah, remember when Miss Lisa said, you know, you can go here when this fails. Um, we also have, we talk about their behavior and we have, you know, signs up. If you don't want your behavior talked about, then you should have behaved better. <laughs> I need that in my house. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, we do. We talk to each other's faces, you know, and, and together we talk and laugh. We try to solve each other's mistakes or help each other, or sometimes we can't solve them, so we just commiserate with them. Yeah. We have a party every month, and it's either a celebratory party where everybody, because we don't, you know, we all go to different schools and we're from different towns, so we either celebrate something wonderful that happened to them, and the next month we, we like all say, oh, boo, ooh, when something not so wonderful happen to them mm. so that they know they have a family that they can talk to so they don't feel alone. Okay. And then the second sign I have up is you are free to choose, but you are not free from the consequence of your choice. 
So it's better for them to learn with me now than in the workplace or in the college where the consequence could be long-term. I think a lot of people assume that 17-year-olds know what they're doing or understand, like technology, for example. Oh, they've had phones in their hands since they were little. Well, yes, but they don't understand that what they type, their their text, their pictures, their their um, social media accounts just for their friends, you know, are findable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not just because they mark that private does not mean that it's private. So they don't know the, I guess. They don't know everything that we think that they know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so true. They need- mm-hmm. You're right. Um, and I have to wonder because there's so so many great uh, life lessons that with six years um, of track record now, are you uh, maybe using the word track? Are you tracking? It'd be interesting to know where these students from the first couple of years are right now. Do you track that? Oh, yeah. Yes, we do. We have a strong alumni group. We have Alumni Day every year. It's December 19th, and they all come home. Oh, wonderful. (laughs) And we do. We track them. We keep good contact. And we've had, oh, already this year, over a dozen alumni visit our classroom. They'll just come in. They'll visit. They'll talk with the kids. They want to know who's here. They want to know what their ideas are. They want to, you know, share what they've learned. It's, it's just amazing to see the family that they are building. But we have, um, statistic-wise, about 80% of our students go on to traditional college, and then the other 20%, they either go to tech school, join the workforce, or go to the military. Hmm. And then all, all of those then, inside all of those, I would assume... Um, some of the ones you've been talking about that continue with their businesses are doing that. As you mentioned, some of the successes are on campus and colleges, but are also still running their businesses, right? Yes, they are. They're still running their businesses. We do have a student who went to college. I think he went for two weeks, maybe. Um, He started his own business and he continues to run it. He's from our first year. He runs a very successful business out of our incubator yes um, he will do a significant amount of sales this year isn't that wonderful it is it really is and you know he when he started he was making minimum wage at our local um, roller skating rink and he really was thinking differently about his business model and he has made a tremendous business but yeah he really did a a very he's done very nicely for himself and I think something that we probably um uh, probably didn't pay enough uh, I didn't pay enough attention to at the beginning to really highlight for people Lisa is you know we touched on it very briefly your location as to where you are Um, so folks you know we're talking in northern Pennsylvania Hermitage Pennsylvania uh, a rural community Um, and so and, and just the fact that the students commute 45 minutes and the fact that they come back as alums to be part of the E Academy family. I mean, that speaks volumes to the impact that you've made on them, um, both you personally and your commitment to them, but also your program, and obviously the impact it's had on their futures, right? Yeah, you know, we do become a family here. It's intentional. We, I wanna give them a soft place to land. Being a senior in high school is like 
living in a pressure cooker. You know, you've got everyone asking you, what are you going to do after high school? You've got all these decisions. They're thinking, oh my gosh, what am I going to do for the next 50 years of my life? Am I going to like this major? Am I going to like this career? They have no clue, you know, if they're going to like it or not. They have grades that they have to keep up, sports that they have to do, relationships. You know, there just is so much stress in their lives during this year. I want them to have a nice place to be in the afternoon where they're not stressed, where they're trying to figure out what they want to be after, you know, how they want to build their lives and give them the tools they need to make the choices in the life so they can have a life that they want. And hopefully it is in our community. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because it's kind of like you're pre-incubating them for life. Uh, we talk about <laughs> we talk about pre-incubating early stage companies, but you're pre-incubating the people. Yeah. One of our students, he said to me, Miss Lisa, high school teaches you how to prepare for college, but e-academy teaches you how to prepare for life. Wow. <laughs> wow. I thought that was funny. Yeah, that one stuck with me. That was Brad. Um, he he would just visit yesterday actually he came in to talk with the kids about choosing a major and and um he's a day trader right now so he was talking to them about how that all works well that's a great uh, way for us to kind of start to to close out our conversation is just with that kind of a statement it speaks volumes but um let me just ask you one last question then uh this has been fantastic lisa i mean so much great um, insight into how to establish a program like this in a community and, and just the specifics on the program itself was, uh, amazing. So people can get a real visual in their minds. Uh, you know, you don't just transplant a traditional, um, entrepreneur program, uh, for students in a high school setting. So this has been, been really, really great. Um, I just ask you more of a, a closing question then, which would be, you know, what for you, um, six years in, when you look out ahead, what, what do you see? Is there anything that you would like to do in the future? Um, you know, it's pretty successful as it is, but I just want to give you that option to kind of talk about where, where do you go now? Like, what do you see for the program going forward? Um, maybe it's the same, uh, which would still be great, but I'll let you just kind of answer that question. So for me, I would love to see the program grow to where my students earn an associate's degree in business when they graduate high school. So when they graduate from my program, I want them to earn a high school degree and a college associate degree. Right now, they earn six credits from Penn State University when they through the E-Academy, which is amazing. Penn State has been an incredible partner of ours. And I want to grow it further. Other states are pairing college and high school. And I want to be the first program in Pennsylvania to graduate high school seniors with an associate's degree. So that is where I would like the program to be. And I would like to grow it. Oh, that's fantastic. And yes, it's great to kind of call out Penn State because I know you've mentioned to me on a one-to-one how great they've been in uh, Mm -hmm. really supporting you and, uh, you know, um, helping the students even just recognizing credits. I mean, that's a very, very big step for a university Um, and shows the commitment to the community, doesn't it? It really has. Um, Dan Leary, he is the one who introduced us to you and um, WKI curriculum and the programming that we use. And Penn State has come in and the students don't have to do anything different in their day except come to the E-Academy. They don't have any additional textbooks, no additional assignments, and it counts for six Penn State credits at a level 200 courses, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. So to me, that was huge validation for what we're doing and the progress that we're making. So I want to take it further and um, validate the students with associate's degree and put them right into the workforce. I feel like there's the workforce has such a need in our community for trained youth and there's openings for people everywhere. And if I have this 
these trained youth with associate's degrees, I can just put them right into these, you know, positions that are open and they're ready to go. So I see this fit and this need that will work out perfect. No, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. And so great for the community, but great for the students as well. So, well, Lisa, this has been amazing. And I'm sure everyone who's, uh, who's listening will agree. I mean, there's just been so many, and it's very inspiring and uplifting for all of us um, when we look at our own communities. Um, and having a, a champion like yourself, who's, you know, a founder of the program and really, you know, rolling up your sleeves and building it into something that really makes a difference. Um, it's really, I know for me personally, it's very inspiring to, to see, cause I agree with you. I think that, uh, what your, um, coaching and training and developing is, a whole other layer uh, for someone in their personal growth. Uh, I wouldn't even say just as student, but so many people could benefit from the types of things that that you're um, exposing these students to. So, and just I, I think you've only just seen the tip of the iceberg in terms of the impact um, that you're having. I think the longer that you have students out in their communities, and the longer that they are. Um, advancing themselves and growing. Um, I think when you look, you know, in 10 years, tracking these students is going to be pretty amazing where they are and what they're doing, because these are life skills that are just um, irreplaceable, right? And it's not just about company building. It's just about good life skills that prepare people for life. I think uh, your students said it best. So, so thank you so, so much for taking the time to share the story. Um, where can people find you, Lisa, if they would like to connect with you directly? My email? Yeah. Oh, sure. So L, like Lisa, L Evans, E-V-A-N-S, at Linden Point, with an E, L-I-N-D, E-N-P-O-I-N-T-E dot com. Perfect. Perfect. And if anyone missed that, or if you want, um, I can certainly put you in touch with Lisa as well. Um, and you could have a conversation with her. So, so Lisa, thank you again. Um, really, really enjoyed this, this delightful conversation and I look forward to following the progress of the program, uh, going forward. Thank you for having me, Wendy. Okay, take care. I think you'll agree this was a great story. So impressive to see people like Lisa doing this important and high-impact work. She's a tireless champion for students in helping them to build an entrepreneurial mindset. I think Lisa and the E-Academy are in for some great success stories coming from the lives she is touching. A truly rewarding and inspirational story. Thanks for joining us, and I hope you'll subscribe to future podcasts on my blog at wendykennedy.com. Until next time, enjoy your entrepreneurial journey.